again, for me, it was just the certainty of interesting. Like, let me just give myself certainty of, is this just me being illogical and afraid? What are the odds this actually happens? Versus, you know, if I leave something out on the counter and I know the cats might get it, it's like, no, I need to take action on this. Are you ruminating on all the negative things that could go wrong? It's just a protection mechanism. It's, it's no ruminating, no worrying. It means you're gonna go off the rails. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode. It was episode number 1,323, Don't Make Long-Term Decisions Based on Short-Term Emotions. Today, for episode number 1,324, Breaking the Pattern of Overthinking. Alan has left the building. If you're watching on, or if you're listening on audio, he just took off. Now he's back. Now he's putting his, his, you're back. I was just narrating for the audience to tell them that you just up and bailed. Oh, he has a mess. I had to turn off my phone. His Uh, his headphones are, his headphones are all tangled. He is a hot mess today. He is really trying. He's going through it. Back to backs. Back to backs. Breaking the pattern over overthinking. What do I mean by that? I know I spoke about this on a previous episode and Alan will most likely yell at me behind the scenes after we do this, but this is the story I had prepared and I think this is the best, really the best way to explain this. So I talked about this in maybe Wednesday's episode where I booked our Belgium trip, so Taryn and I's Belgium trip on the same weekend as we have our retreat. And I freaked out and I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. What am I going to do here? This is terrible. Alan's going to think I'm sabotaging the business. It was a whole thing. And I said, I got to go, babe. I got to go into the bedroom and send Alan an audio. And she said, I'm surprised it took you that long. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I knew at some point you were going to have to send Alan an audio. You can't let this fester overnight. And I was like, yeah, that's true. You know me. So I sent Alan an audio. And after Alan messaged me back, I then formulated a plan with Taryn. And I was like, okay, Alan's good with it. I just have to message the retreat director tomorrow and see if we can get it canceled or get it rescheduled. Let me look at the calendar. Okay. So I looked at the calendar and I figured out, oh, damn, we can't move it to the following weekend. Something's already booked. The following weekend after that, we can't do it either. But the last weekend of September, we can. Breaking the pattern of overthinking, for me, I now know, and I think I've known this for a while, it's taking action. If you're overthinking, you're probably underacting, or at least you're not acting up to the ability of where you are. So for me, it was like, okay, what can I control in this moment? Not much. I can message Alan and get certainty. I can message the retreat place and get certainty. I can look and see how much it costs to change our flights and get certainty. For me, breaking the pattern of overthinking, that's a tough sentence, is action. And I remember we had a mentor one time where he would talk about uh, grabbing, grabbing a railing. When you have nothing and you don't know where you are, you have to find a railing to grab. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And he also said, Kev, you can only get kicked in the face for so long and then like get kicked in the face while you're down. 
that was when we were not succeeding at business. Every now and then you need a W. Every now and then you need a W. I think every now and then- Some of the very little good advice we got from that man. Yeah, no, yes, that was about it. That was about (laughs) it. There was some other ones, but- Most likely not, though. Few, few. Yeah. And again, we've learned our lesson. But that grab the railing thing, that really helped me. Because at that time, I mean, I was overthinking everything. I was single. I was broke. I had no idea what we were doing in business. I was so lonely. Remember that? That was a brutal, brutal, brutal time. Why are you all red? I don't know. <laughs> I told you, I don't know why I'm all flushed today. Sometimes I get I get nervous when you get all red because I'm like, am I, have I gone all the way off the rails? Is Alan, <laughs> no, I, is Alan you, internally laughing at what I'm saying? You Does and I talked me? about this. I'm just red today. Okay. I, and I, I don't understand. I haven't been out in the sun. It's just weird. The sun, yeah, you don't do the sun. Not often. Not Outdoors. often. No. You're kind of yeah. like a vampire. That was that was really my goal in this episode where, I don't know, I doubt you really deal with overthinking. Maybe I'm sure you can speak to that in a different way than I. But anytime I'm ruminating on something, it's usually because I haven't taken an action yet. I probably haven't done all I can do to get certainty. I just, you'll be happy to know this. Taryn called last night for car insurance and she's like, hey, while I'm on the phone, do you want me to see how much it would be to put you on my policy? We're married now. And I was like, yeah, save money. Let's see what happens. And it went from $171 a month to $50 a month. Whoa. That's how much my car insurance went down. But now I have to cancel with my other car insurance. Yeah. And rather than overthinking like, oh, are they going to charge me again? When are they going to charge me again? I got to get on the phone with somebody. What is all this? I just sent them an email today. Cool. Let me do everything I can until they respond back to me. And then I'll do everything I can then too. So yeah, that's my goal in this episode is action is a really good cure-all for overthinking. If you can figure out what is the smallest bite I can take, like what is the, what is the next available action for me to kind of close the gap between where I'm overthinking and where I might be underacting? Well, I think the first thing to talk about here is there's underthinking as well. Hmm. We're holistic on this podcast. So there is such thing as overthinking. And I do I do believe that I try hard not to get stuck in thinking. I try to take action pretty quickly. Yeah. But I think there's there there's and we've done this before, we've talked about this. Imagine imagine there's a sniper down a scope and it's ready aim fire. Some people are ready aim aim. That's yep. overthinking and they never actually take the action never to fire. Some people are ready fire. No aim. And so I think thinking is aiming. I think, you know, uh, Brian Tracy talks about a funny analogy. He says, imagine a hunter goes up to the side of the woods and just puts the gun at his hip and goes, blam, 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 blam. Boy, I really hope something good runs into that. (laughs) He said, that's how a lot of people live their life. They're just winging it. And then other people have a sniper rifle and they never shoot at anything. They never take a shot because they're so uncertain about whether or not they're going to hit the target. And I think there's there's a middle sweet spot between those you got to do enough research you got to research but you can't you want to start a podcast do your research but you don't need three weeks what is the right amount of research i mean you know honestly more often than not it's less than you think it's less than you think usually yeah yeah Yeah, starting start the, the problem for most people with anything is not that they don't start perfectly it's that they don't start ever that's the problem there's no such thing as perfect it's just getting getting started getting started. This is the interesting thing too. I think I suffer. I don't want to say suffer. I think I experienced this maybe more than, maybe more than your average bear. I don't know. But 
you've seen me start something and it's like, I cannot move forward until this is done because I will be ruminating on whatever it is. It's like, no, just let me do it now. I remember this was a whole thing. When Alan and I were going to order new microphones, so if you're listening to us, we we sound different than we did in the first, whatever it was, 800 episodes, whatever, I don't know. But I remember it was so hard for me to do anything else. Like in between calls, I was like, oh, let me check out, let me check out this microphone. What does that sound like? Mm, I don't like it. Oh, you mm-hmm. need to buy like extra tech. Nah, that's not sustainable. I kept taking action and I kept taking action. And I think back to, I used to overthink about the lighting in the studio and I would change things all the time. Like before you came in, I'd be like, let me run these wires over here. I'm always tinkering. And I think that's one of the reasons why is because if I don't tinker, I overthink. What? Well, luckily you had all that extra time. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Waiting yeah. for me in the studio. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> to tinker. Alan would say, uh, this was one of Alan's things. Hey, man, do you want anything from Dunk? He's already 15 minutes late. Hey, man, <laughs> just swinging through Duncan's. You want anything? It's like, oh, that's why you were late? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll take a. Always got you a donut. You always got me a Quick donut. Quick half dozzy. I'm grateful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've probably noticed that about me. When it comes to. I'm, I do overthink all the time, but I also think that's allowed me to take different levels of action where when we're setting up equipment, I'm always overthinking. Like, what if this happens? Okay, what can I do that will combat that? I, I'm always doing that. And I think that's a really good thing. It's almost like this episode is how do you use your anxiety to your advantage, kind mm-hmm. of, is what this is in a way. You and I are doing a photo shoot. We were on... Uh, we'll use first names only. We were on Zoom earlier with Melissa. Shout out to Melissa. And she's a member of group coaching as well. And she thought of something that you and I didn't think of at all. And she, we were booking it on the calendar and it was a great call. Super excited. And she was like, well, what's the contingency plan if the weather's not good? And you and I were like, oh, mm. uh, there isn't one. Hope the weather's good, I think is what you said. <laughs> but that's an that's an example of someone who overthinking is a good thing she's thinking more than we are right i had a but, i have a contingency i just didn't bring it up <laughs> oh you didn't okay so I'd, i would never yeah, I was, yeah. yeah book it it's all gonna work out it's yeah. optimism it's too it's it's also ignorance um but but i tend to do more things because i tend to think they're gonna work out whereas if you think everything's gonna go wrong and that's that's really what this episode is it's breaking the pattern of overthinking are you ruminating on all the negative things that could go wrong it's just a protection mechanism it's it's no ruminating, no worrying. It means you're going to go off the rails. We've done events. Let me let me share this story quickly. Emilia and I, we've done a lot of hiking together. And one of the first mountains we ever hiked was Mount Wachusett, which is right outside of the Airbnb that we stayed at recently for Next Level Live. It's like 30 minutes north of where I live. And this is the first time we started hiking together. This is the very first mountain we hiked. And so I had never known her hiking acumen. She doesn't know my hiking acumen. I grew up in the woods and I've been hiking my whole life, but I also don't hike mountains that often. So I don't prepare a ton. <laughs> like, okay. And all, and we had this funny moment. She's looking at the trails, the, the, um, you know, that big board where mm-hmm. it shows all the trails and all the options. And I just want to, I see bottom, I see top, let's go. That's basically it for me. And she like wants to like map out the whole thing and, and we ended up having this this kind of beautiful discussion of, oh, okay, so I just see the bottom. I want to get to the top. Let's just rock and roll. Let's wing it. She wants to like map out the whole thing. What's the what's the happy medium? What's the integration of those two? So we ended up going with my my way, and that was a mistake. And here's why: we didn't bring any water 
and we got lost like a bunch of times and I had learned the lesson the hard way of like, wow, we probably should have mapped this out, huh? <laughs> you know, but I think that that's the thing. If you're sitting there for 30 minutes in front of this map, you're just wasting time. Too much prep, not enough action. But if you are doing what I'm doing, I see the bottom, I see the top, let's rock and roll. You're probably going to get in trouble. You know, you're probably going to regret it. And we did. But we ended up having to like, I don't want to say break in. We didn't break into a Powerade machine. We probably would have if we had to. It's like a broken down Powerade machine. We were putting quarters in this thing. We got some Powerades, which was good. But I was, the, I think that was the thirstiest I might have ever been, by the way. I would have paid someone a hundred bucks for a water, honestly. But anyways, the point is, is that if you're completely unprepared and you never overthink and you never worry about the future, you're never going to be, you're going to get yourself caught in a rock and a hard place like I did. Luckily, it wasn't a big mountain. Luckily, there were other people there. Luckily, I wasn't actually starving of thirst because if we were anywhere actually dangerous, that would have been bad. Mm. But you also don't want to sit at the bottom of the mountain for a couple hours wasting time. You know, you got to take action. I think that's that's really what this episode is about is, are you at that sweet spot? Hello, my name is Eddie Pinero. I'm the founder of Your World Within. And I wanted to take a second and just express how valuable working with Alan has been uh, his ability to help me create clarity and, and maintain focus on my big picture goals has been huge. You know, he's been a huge asset with the roadmap as well. The day-to-day -day things, the little things that we sometimes overlook. I think anyone looking to, you know, grow themselves, grow uh, a business or, or both, you know, would truly benefit from having Alan as an ally along the way. Uh, again, great mind, but more importantly, solid dude. Yeah, and do you know yourself? How well do you know yourself? It's it's almost like I knew I need I need to text Alan. As long as I text Alan, I'll be good. Like I just need that I, reassurance. I, yeah, it's like I'll stop overthinking if I just take some sort of action. At least I know I took the action I could. Now I just have to wait. Okay, when Alan responds to me, it's like okay, now I can go to bed knowing I didn't screw everything up. That I really think that's that's kind of it. Where. It's almost like if you if you do overthink, maybe you maybe you naturally underact because you're so focused on like, oh, what could go wrong? Mm -hmm. Or what did I do wrong? Or what's the worst case scenario? I this isn't totally connected, but I said this on a podcast the other day, and it was like, this is kind of a breakthrough for me. I remember I worked with a kid, and you know, probably an average looking kid, not a not a great looking dude, not a great physique. Like I'm not not talking trash, but just wasn't a model or anything. And I remember he used to have, he used to date very, very attractive women. And I always remembered why. And then I got drunk with him one night and saw how many women he approached. It's like, oh, you just approach a million women. Of course, eventually someone's going to say yes. He doesn't overthink it. If anything, he overacts it. But he ends up getting results. And that was interesting for me because I was always the type of person that would just overthink and be like, ah, I'm too short for that person. Ah, oh, that person looks like they're having too much fun. Whatever. What do I say? That. It's just, I think that's just a really good example where you can sit in the corner and overthink everything. What should I say on stage? Should I raise my hand? What question should I ask? Should I say hi to that person? You can overthink forever and you can, you can overact, but I find most people probably, most people probably overthink. I agree. Yeah. 100%. You and I were talking about a client earlier before this episode and how she wants to start a podcast or or you talked to her what two years ago about a podcast and you're mm -hmm. like hey she does she want to start a podcast and i was like wait what mm -hmm. and you were like yeah i was remember when we were in cali and i was doing that 5 a.m call while you were still asleep <laughs> uh 
in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was her. And then I immediately, I pulled out my phone. I went into WhatsApp and I audioed her about it. I'm not going to wait. If if I wait, I won't get done. Yeah. I either put it on my MIT list, my, my most important task list, and then it might get done eventually because that thing's got 50 items on it, or I just get it done right now. And I think a lot of people, and this is the question I had written down, how good are you at talking yourself out of doing things? I try really hard not to talk myself out of doing things. And one thing, this will be the last thing I share, the fear of losing momentum, I care about more than the fear of rejection. I, I who was it? There was someone recently that, we didn't think would do group coaching, but I wanted to at least ask because mm. I would rather, I would rather try and fail than not give them the opportunity to do it. And there have been some people who've done group coaching that we thought for sure weren't going to yep. go. Definitely. There's one person in particular that came to next level live. I'm so glad they came. And he's like, thank you so much for messaging me. Like I, I really wasn't going to go and thank you for messaging me. And I remember thinking to myself, I almost didn't message you because I thought you didn't like me, mm. you know? And, and if I let that stop me, he wouldn't have gone to Next Level Live. And then who knows? Maybe his life wouldn't be the same. I I always say, err on the side of momentum. I say that all the time. I tell the NLU team, I would rather you ask for forgiveness than permission. I'd ra- just always err on the side of momentum. Go break some eggs. It's all good. Yeah. Now, you can overdo that. That's reckless when you're climbing mountains and stuff. <laughs> or when you do a marathon on three days notice in the hot sun, 95 degree weather without water. That was a mistake. But are you reckless or are you overly cautious because you're fearful? I remember, I think it was either it was either the night before Next Level Live or the night before, so the night before Eve, where I was I slept on a pullout couch, which was brutal. Oh my god, it was absolutely brutal. And I was getting ready for bed, and I was super tired because it had been a, just a super long day. It might have been the night before the event. And I, we had a client who was launching on the day of the event. And I was like, I should really get up and check WhatsApp and make sure everything's smooth. Like I should really do that. But it's like, I'm already only going to get four hours of sleep if I'm lucky. I know. And I know if I get up and check my phone, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. So this is it. I created some piece of certainty. Worst case scenario, I Jeff this and I get a little you know, I get a little lashing and it doesn't go as smoothly as I want it. Like, I can't do that right now. I can't. So even if the action isn't, even if the action is creating an agreement with yourself, I think that's valuable too. Maybe that's another, because I, okay, this is interesting. We have like some wax melts in the kitchen. You'll plug them in and you turn it on. It like melts the wax and it smells really good, like as an alternative to a candle. And I was laying in bed the other night and I was like, I think I left the wax melt on in the kitchen. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to go to bed because, and the reason I say that is because it's been on all day. It's been on all day. How irrational is it for me to assume it's just going to spontaneously combust the second I fall asleep? It's been on all day. It's been fine. <laughs> I've, it's ne- we've never had a problem. We light it during the day. We light it every day. What's the problem here? Again, for me, it was just the certainty of interesting. Like, let me just give myself certainty of, is this just me being illogical and afraid? What are the odds this actually happens mm-hmm. versus, you know, if I leave something out on the counter and I know the cats might get it, it's like, no, I need to take action on this. That's the, that's it. That's the action that needs to be taken. So hopefully that'll all land. I don't know if you find yourself dealing with similar things or not, but yeah, that's what I would say to close out this episode. 
I think that's a lot of what anxiety actually is. It's, I agree. It's, you know, your brain predicting outcomes in advance that could be bad. And when we leave for the gym and I left, if I leave the fireplace on, one time I actually said, sweetheart, like we got to go back. Of we course. actually left for the gym and then we went back and it was on. It was on. Yeah. And so you got to decide, do I need to take the action or do I need to realize that this is just fear? Somebody asked me, I don't know if it was you or somebody else. They said, what does anxiety feel like? And I was like, I want you to imagine that you have your most prized possession in a bowl in the sink and you have the plug in the sink so the water can't drain. Okay. The most valued thing you have it could be all of your money. It could be your cell phone. It could be just imagine it's something that's going to get destroyed by water. And then you turn the water on and you have to walk away and there's nothing you can do to get your thing out of the sink. And you just have to like imagine what it would be like if something happened to it like that. I think that's a really good balance of anxiety. Again, I'm sorry to trigger anybody who deals with anxiety. I know that's what it is for me, but it's kind of that of like, okay, well, what can I do in the situation to take action? So yeah, next level nation. We have, uh, when is this event? Uh, when is this episode dropping? This is Wednesday. So if you are listening, oh no, this is Tuesday. If you are listening to this on Tuesday, Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have a meetup. And this meetup is the three most valuable things you never learned about money. So we use money every single day. Money is obviously a very important thing for each and every one of us watching or listening to this, but it's one of the things we know the least about. If you want to up your money game and get to the next level when it comes to your wealth, please join us. It is totally private. It's behind the scenes. You don't have to have your camera on. You don't have to participate. You can just show up and be a fly on the wall. We would love to have you. We will have the link in the show notes. Also, I do peak performance coaching and business consulting. And Really what I'm helping people do is grow as much as possible, maximize their potential. I also, what a lot of people don't know that I do is I do free trainings for teams and individuals and companies on peak performance and productivity. And the first one is free. If you have a team or a company or an organization or a charity or a group of people or a community that you want to help become more productive, uh, Peak performance and productivity. I will put a link in the show notes, the landing page. All of the different types of trainings that I do are on there. Take a look. Uh, reach out to myself, Alan at nextleveluniverse.com. These are private and they're not recorded and they get really deep and really valuable because I can share things in those trainings custom to you and custom to your group of people. So uh, please reach out and uh, I hope to hear from you soon. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,325, the best place to start getting feedback based on an episode I did with somebody this week, last week, whatever it is. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Stop overthinking. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.